Cynthia, I appreciate the time. You know, um, uh, you know, I I saw that there were some major major monsoon showers going down on the island. Were you affected by that? Uh, it didn't stop me. I still got the training. I had I, I had. Uh, there's some people that definitely didn't get to go on. Their places were flooded. I was lucky enough that where I'm staying at, I didn't flood. But on the way to practice, like one or two occasions, the water was like up to my knees, riding the bed. So <laughs> it was definitely something different. But I was like, hey, you know, everybody else is trying to do it. So I got, uh, I, I was still able to make it to practice. So that's good. But it was definitely been crazy raining out here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it gets crazy out there, at, you know, around this time of year. Now, today, earlier today, uh, you know, it's morning over here on this side of the world. UFC two forty four, Nate Diaz versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. You know, that was a a great performance by Masvidal. Now, do you believe there should they should make the UFC should make a women's version of that? You know, the baddest motherfucker women's edition. You know, belt title. You think that should happen? Yeah, or the. It should be like the baddest bitch. That's what it should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the baddest bitch belt. Uh, um, I mean, that would be cool. That's that's awesome. You know, that was uh, honestly that was uh, that was pretty cool. That uh, you know, because I feel like not everybody would have been able to like get that belt or come up with that, or even if they tried to, the UFC wouldn't have done it if it wasn't like you know Nate Diaz or Masvidal. So, um, I w- I wouldn't. I mean. I wouldn't mind having a belt like that, but I definitely want to be a champ, uh, the world champion, UFC world champion, undisputed UFC world champion would be a lot better. But having that belt would be pretty badass too. Yeah, just another uh, accolade to the collection would be very nice. But like, I feel you on the the part of being the world champion. I think that's just like the highest of the highs. Yeah, no, for sure, hundred percent. That's the number one goal. Now, recently you were at UFC Singapore, you know, your teammate Loma, she made her debut. What did you think of the whole strip show due to Albu grabbing and ripping, you know, her shirt off, basically? I think at the end of it, that was just her going for Las Resort. It was very, very annoying. I just don't think, I think she knew that Loma had a good clinch and didn't want to tie up. And if she did, she was going to hold on to something. So, um, but I thought it was a whole lot of bull crap. I mean, she kept doing it nonstop, you know, to the point where Loma had to take her shirt off in between rounds so that she can continue the fight. But even so, then Albu continued to try to grab on her shorts, just weird stuff. So um, that was definitely something, you know, really annoying to watch, but good on Loma to continue and stay on her game and, and still follow through and win that fight. What did you think of her performance since you've been working with her, you know, in the lead up to that fight? I think she did really great for her UFC debut. I, I understand how much pressure she, you know, would come from fighting on, you know, one of the biggest stages in the world. Um, but I think she's still getting comfortable, as is any fighter that first starts fighting or, you know, transitioning over to a new sport, especially her having such an extensive Muay Thai background. Um she was in as comfortable trying to go to the ground, you know, and I felt like she could have capitalized on that, got the sweets, go in there, drop in a couple bombs, get back up, you know, just so that her takedowns would be more established and then it wouldn't have been a split decision of the, you know, didn't understand that either. So mm-hmm. um, I think there's just certain things, you know, obviously the still has a lot to grow, but I think she did really great for her first uh, UFC debut fight. Now, switching gears into, you know, the last two years of your career, they've been filled with delayed fights, canceled fights, 
you know, the, the the tough weight cut that you had in Argentina, even though you picked up two wins in between, going through all of that, has that changed you in any way, you know, your mentality for the sport? Um, no, it hasn't. I mean, it's not the first time that I've had to deal with setbacks. I've had to deal with setbacks before I went, you know, became a professional. Um, just having to have injury after injury. One time I had to sit out for three years and watch everybody else take off, you know, and um, it just makes me hungrier. For me, this is this is my job. I'm, I feel really lucky and blessed to be able to do this full time where I can train all year round. You know, of course, it is a little depressing when you have to deal with injuries, but um, it's definitely matured me. I do not feel like I'm a newbie in the UFC anymore, even though I've the my fights have been like really long in between in comparison of when I first started from like having like six fights, fights a year to what two in a year which that really sucks, you know, but um, also because I'm just sitting right there, you know, in the top 10 or kind of borderlining in and out. And like, you know, every time you slow down, you can't really move up the rankings or anything. You know, if you're not fighting people, people don't, you're not relevant. And so it's kind of just like my momentum slowed down a lot from where it was. And so I'm ready to get back on that big wave and, you know, take it through to hopefully getting a title shot by next year. That's always a goal. I feel like I'm always like one or two or three fights away. And, you know, I mean, I, I feel like anybody in the UFC, if, if you make, if you have like three fights that, you know, in a row, two or three, where you really catch people's attention, then they'll start talking about you getting a title next. So um, it's just, just making me stronger for sure and, and more mature and, and more well prepared for these fights that are coming ahead of me. Anybody has been following you, they know that you've been in the shadows preparing yourself for your return, you know, working on everything, you know, how is, uh, making that switch to going all the way across the world been? I think it's great. I think it was a great reset for me to do, you know, just, um, I feel like any times where I've had like any stressful or stressful situation or things are just not going right. When you remove yourself from that situation, you know, and even though change is hard, that's when you do the most growing. And I feel like, for me, going from a wrestling-based camp to now a striking, something would be considered a striking-based uh, camp because it is Tiger Muay Thai and now the MMA program there. So, and it's it's been great. I think it's a it's a good thing for people to do every once in a while. Of course, I would love to have had it without the changes. It's just the co- a lot of the coaching staff changed um, and the program changed back to Team Alpha Mountain. So, it just wasn't working for me anymore. So, I had to make the move. Um, if it was up to me, I'd have like all my coaches with me and, you know, whoever started from the bottom is kind of there to the top, but sometimes things uh, that are out of your control. So um, I think being over here was just across the world. It was just kind of like a breath of, of fresh air. Um, I brought my dog. I think he just wants to be in the camera. Yeah, that's it. You got to bring the protection. Yeah, you got to bring the bodyguard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been great doing it. I think it's good for everybody to make a change every once in a while if they need to. You know, just like anything else in life, you know, sometimes things just get overplayed, and and you need to just remove yourself from that situation where you could be too comfortable and you're not growing anymore, or things are just not the same. Then it's like definitely re- you know time to move on. So. Um, that was out with one of those cases. So it's been great. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people, when they talk to you, they're focused too much on the negativity of like you leaving alpha male and they think like something was wrong instead of more of like you trying to grow and spread your wings. 
No, I mean, honestly, I don't think, uh, considering uh, the things that have been happening there with previous fighters and, going, and, you know, the changes, I don't think people blame me for making the moves that I have made. So I haven't really got any backlash at all whatsoever. It's not like a TJ Dillashaw thing or, you know, oh, I left somewhere else, you know, and try to do it in a sticky way. No, not at all. I feel like that it, uh, my time there was definitely uh, overdue, I mean, as far as for me. I'm not the one and only fighter that ended up like leaving that team. You know, it started off with Joseph Benavides, Lance Palmer, TJ. You know, things were just not the same. It's a great place to train. Don't get me wrong; I'm not gonna see any bad things, but uh, there's just too many changes for me to deal with. I, I I wanted to make the move, and I don't think people blame me for that. Um, I've actually probably gotten more support. Um, you know, especially having to have because at the time. But I was, you know, I was training uh, heavily with like my uh, head coach Justin Buckles. That was the head coach at Team Alpha Mountain, and he ended up parting ways. Now, you know, he's doing his own thing, opening his own gym right at the moment, like building it. And so, um, uh, I would love to continue to tra have him as my coach, but it's just not something that can happen right now. We don't have a team or people to really train with. So, um, I think I think I did what's best for me, and I don't think people blame me for that. Tiger Muay Thai, what is the connection there? There must be some kind of link. It's not like you just picked up and said, okay, I'm going to go to Tiger Muay Thai, right? No, actually, uh, my my coach, Justin Buckles, is the one that is like, hey, you know, maybe you should go to Thailand, start off this fight camp, and um, then we can, like, finish it, uh, you know, back here in the States. And so that was originally the plan, but then uh, seeing that there is, we didn't really have, like, a solid team or amount of people that to train with, and I noticed you're being at Tiger that, there is a lot of people to train with, a lot of bodies, and of course, George Hickman and you know Frank Hickman, the Hickman brothers are really great, and they, they, you know, they're doing a really good thing out here with the rest of the coaches, and um, so it was it was a good good structure, you know, team for me to come and do my fight camp for this fight. So uh, moving forward, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, uh, you know, obviously it's going to be a great performance. I feel great come my next fight in December seventh. So. Um, that's that's the whole reason behind it. Plus, you know, from what I've been told and from what I've seen before, even including my brother who's in Muay Thai, like I've watched the tryouts, you know, that they've had, and you know, they've had a lot of great people come out of there. You know, Alex Volkanovski, even the Hickman brothers were, you know, winners of the tryouts there. Then you have, um, you know, and they they work with a lot of the guys that worked at also. I mean, with like Adesanya, like Franklin, Frank Hickman helped Adesanya. Uh, you know, they work with a lot of other UFC fighters here. We've got Peter Yan, you know, the Shevko sisters come here as well. Um, even uh, Job Roger Huerta is here, ran into him, you know, so you still have a lot of great people that have been coming here. So um, it, it was a no-brainer as far as, like, where I was going to train in Thailand. I wasn't too sure about, about, like, training anywhere in the U.S. for some reason. Um, I just felt like, for sure, once I came out for two weeks, I was like, okay, I, I got to I got to come out in here and do my camp, you know, really get in good shape and just stay focused on nothing. And that's just, you know, my fight. You're a veteran of the game. You're the veteran of the division. You know, a lot of young fighters there at Tiger. When you got, you know, when you got in there and started working out and, and training with the, the other girls, did you did you kind of take a leadership role? Do you feel like you have a leadership role there or did you just jump in as just another you know woman in on the mats? Well, definitely just jump in there like another woman on the mats, but I do think that uh, we all help each other out. I feel like um, definitely me being a veteran of 
the UFC and the, a lot of the girls wanting to get to that level. I definitely can, you know, share my experiences with them and, you know, whatever they can learn from it. But, um, yeah, I'm also, like, older than most of them. So a lot of the times I feel like I kind of do, like, end up playing, like, the bigger sister role, which I'm fine with, you know. I like, especially women's MMA, I never really had a lot of people, like, help me. Like, you know, I didn't have anybody else, any other women fighter around with me that were at a higher level that can kind of, like, give me some type of guidance. So, I'm more than happy to be that, but I'm definitely not like over here, like I'm just trying to like bully people around or anything like that. <laughs> definitely, you know, I've talked to a lot of the the other women on the team, you know, like uh, Casey O'Neill and and of course Loma and like Yuin and you know all the other girls that are there, and they are way fresh in the game, so they could. I, I feel that they could learn so much from you. You have so much to, you know, hand down to them. Yeah, no, for sure. I love it and I enjoy that. I It's really great to see a lot of women that are taking it seriously and that have moved across the world to be, you know, fighters and be the best that they can be. And so that's awesome. You know, I've, uh, other when I first started, I hardly had any girls that were consistent or at that, ta- or at that time that would even take it as serious or would only show up when they have a fight coming up. And the girls over here, they're training all year long. And I appreciate that from them because that's what I, that's how I am. You know, for me, it's a lifestyle. I train all year round. So um, I think I think me being there, they definitely learn a lot. And then they help me out a ton too, you know, because they have a lot of strengths. And, you know, I have some weaknesses. And I have, of course, me being probably like I have really good grappling and wrestling. And over here, a lot of the girls, uh, a lot more striking base and stuff. So it's, it's, it's good. I think it's a good balance. Like we're helping each other both out. Now, for your upcoming fight, you know, you were scheduled a while back to face Claudia Gadelia, and she pulled out while you were in Singapore. I actually spoke with Claudia in China when she was visiting, and she told me that she did have this ankle issues that she had, and she was trying to get over that. Did you know, like, she had this injury going on, and did you kind of have a feeling that this could happen? Um, I had an idea that uh, that she she had something going around with her ankle, you know, because I've seen pictures before where she had like some kind of brace, you know, and I had come off from a fractured foot too from in July and she fought or I fractured my foot in June and she kind of like hurt her foot in July in her fight. And so, um, I knew that we were both coming off foot injuries, you know, mine being a fracture. I'm not sure exactly what's wrong with her ankle that it happened. Um, but, um, I didn't think I didn't think she was gonna pull out. Honestly, I didn't think that her injuries were gonna continue to still linger on. But sometimes we don't have control over that. Sometimes it just doesn't heal properly or in time. And for her to, you know, she didn't feel comfortable to be able to produce a good fight camp for herself uh, so to, you know, compete. Which I respect that. You know, um, like I said, I had to deal with injuries in my last fight. I had to pull out. Obviously, it would have it meant a lot to me to fight Claudia because she is one of the most seasoned veterans. One of the like. Uh, definitely one of the toughest like fighters on there. Somebody that, that if there was the baddest bitch belt, she'd probably be one of them that'd be competing for it. You know, besides yeah. Joanna Yonjechik. Um, so uh, uh, it's you know, I wish her, I wish her the best, and it's it's very unfortunate. I definitely did not expect that to happen. She did make a joke about it. Like I think it was like the week before Halloween. She was at some kind of like yeah. party or something, and she put on like, oh, my foot fell off some bullcrap. But I'll be fine. The PI helped me, you know, and they were joking about it. Next thing I know, two weeks later, okay, actually, yeah, my foot is still not hurt. And I'm pulling out of the fight. I was like, God damn it, darn it, you know. 
was kind of a little irritated, but I was like, we still have plenty of time. I just try to stay positive, and I was like, we'll, we'll find an opponent. Just it might not be a ranked opponent, you know, which sucks. I was like, it is what it is. I want to fight, but uh, luckily for me, thank God, uh, Marina Rodriguez was able to step in, and she happens to be one ranked above me, so. I'm still going to be able to showcase a lot, especially because she's an undefeated fighter. And so I think that would say a lot, not only her being in the top 10, but her being, uh, you know, undefeated at 12-0. Has she been someone you have been watching or was on your radar at all? Um, she, uh, whoa, sorry. She, I, I knew what she was. She was like uh, fighting, I think, on the contender. And uh, I had an I had another girl that I was training from Brazil at the time, and she's like, "Oh, my teammates fighting her on the contender." So I just remember tuning in, you know. And so she's got like the body of Joanna Yandichek. She likes to strike a lot. She's pretty fast. She's long and lanky. So I already had my eyes on her. I knew who she was. I was like, "Okay, this is a girl that you know definitely is going to come up and be a force to be reckoned with." So. Um, that was also one of the options previously before for some of one of my fights when I fought in Sacramento. And so I knew eventually if she continued winning that, that would come up across. So, um, yeah, definitely know, I, I definitely know exactly who she is. Stylistically, when you look at this fight, do you feel like you're going to be able to go in there and uh, stand with her and kind of show uh, more aspects or more parts or more, more of your arsenal in your stand-up against this uh, new opponent? Yeah, for sure, 100%. I think uh, since me obviously making the changes and I'm always trying to evolve no matter what, I'm always trying to get better. Um, I try to be a perfectionist when it comes to my drilling and I feel like uh, I feel like when in, it's more the more you fight, which sucks, like I said, it's been really slow, but I feel like the more you fight, the more you unlock you know, what your, capa your capabilities are, what you can do, bring more tools out of the toolbox to use. And so I feel like this one's definitely going to be one of those fights. Um, I've fought someone that had, you know, who was a stand-up fighter just like her, tall and lanky, and that was Joanne Calderwood, you know. So my my plan, I believe, that when I was fighting Joanne Calderwood was, you know, we're going to be Cody on the inside and TJ on the outside with the footwork, you know, and making sure, you know, we're just not going to stand there and bang and, like, you know, although I am training her at a Muay Thai gym and stuff like that, at the end of the day, it's going to be style me, you know, whatever whatever I've been becoming and all the work, it's going to be put together. And, and whatever I need to do to get that win, because um, I feel like the last time I went in there in the game plan, I, I ended up coming up short and I lost the decision to uh, Carla Sparza. But uh, so I'm just excited. I'm excited to go in there and just, you know, just let go of everything and then See, see what I can bring to the table but I'm definitely really excited for the fight I think it's a great matchup for me um, obviously my strongest points are my wrestling my grappling you know submission wrestling and she's a striker and she's tall and lanky but I've also feel like I've been working extensively a lot on my striking as well and um, I'm learning more and more every day especially you know training with kind all kinds of different training partners I mean so many people from all over the world come here to Tiger so it's like I get so many different styles in which I have to adapt in every single round. Do you feel like after this fight, you know, you're going to head into 2020, 2020 is going to be your year? Do you feel this way? Like if you look ahead, you know, I know I know you're not looking ahead, but if you think about it, you know, in your career tra trajectory, 
2020 is like the year for you. Do you feel that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, for me, just the hunger that burns, like, you know, inside, like I, I love the fire that burns inside of me, like pretty much every year that I think it's going to be the year that's coming, you know, it doesn't, I always think it's going to be the one, you know, but you, you never could foresee the future, whatever happens. But I do feel like since it's been slow for me the last couple of two years and things have been, I think that, that my time is going to come again to, you know, get that big wave and, and, and write it out. And hopefully that'll take me to the title shot. I think it can happen, you know. Yeah, you know, all you got to do is just keep grinding, working hard, and you know, I see everybody else take off, or you know, I have to deal with injuries or suspensions or whatever. And you know, the the strawway division has definitely shaken up; it's changed up a lot, which is pretty exciting. I like that. Um, the fighters are just getting way and way more tougher. I think the strawway division by far is the most technical and best female division in the UFC, um, and. Uh, I'm I'm ex I'm excited. I feel like I'll match up really good against a lot of these girls because I'm only getting better. I mean, although I'm not fighting as much and getting older, but I'm getting better. That's for sure. Beside yourself, who do you think is a nightmare stylistically for the strawweight champion, Wiley? Stylistically, uh, I would say probably Tatiana Suarez, um, just because of how good of wrestling she has. And if Tatiana continues to be relentless, I mean, there's a lot of holes in Tatiana's game, but as far as like, if you're going to go to somebody who's got like the most, probably the best wrestling pedigree out of the whole, you know, strawy division, it would be her. Um, and so I think that that would probably be one of the biggest factors for Wei Lee, but also, um, because I just, I just don't think that it would be a, it would be a close matchup if it came down to just the grounding game. Like if, if Whaley fought Joanna young chick, I feel like it would be kind of more of a striking battle. I'm not sure if anybody would knock each other out. It might go to really, it might be a really badass standup fight, you know? Um, but that's probably where I, I, I would say is, is, you know, at the end of, besides myself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now, who do you think is going to fight her next? You know, it seems like that's in limbo right now. Maybe they're waiting for early 2020. Maybe they're waiting for some of these fights to kind of, uh, you know, get over with and see who's, you know, who's ready for early 2020. I'm pretty sure you're going to be ready. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be ready. They know I've always been ready anytime that I've, I've actually tried to fight Whaley before mm -hmm. she even got the title shot. Um, I, I, I just get really excited when I see badass like fighters up there and they're getting, you know, and they're getting the attention and they can back it up. I'm like, man, I, I want to try. I want, I want a piece of that, you know? So, um, I, uh, yeah, definitely. I'm not sure exactly who's going to be around. I know that, uh, from what I hear, I think who's at top. I think, uh, so we have Joanna, we have Jessica and Drop, we have Rose, but Rose, we don't know what, what she's doing, whether when she's going to decide to come up, Tatiana, I think she's like dealing with an injury or something. Um, and I forget the other girl's name. Amanda Nunez's girlfriend. What's her name? Uh, oh, Nina. Uh, Nina. 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 Yeah. Uh, I think she's going to be out for a little while. Mm. Um, so there's not going to be many people that, you know, um, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And they know that. I've told Mick, I've told Dana, you know, I'm not shy about it. And, you know, they're going to pick the best fights of which they think that are, are going to go best accordingly. My job is just to prove to them that, you know, I do 
you know, deserve a title shot. So, um, you know, Whaley got her title shot at number six. So I'm hoping that after, you know, I beat Marina Rodriguez, I can, you know, get do it in a very devastating, fashionably way and get their attention again. And hopefully they can, we can work something up and start building that up because I'm more than happy to walk the walk and talk the talk and get the fight. Speaking of talking the talk, you know, you got Macy Barber going at Paige Van Zandt pretty hard. You know, do you pay attention to all of that? You know, at first I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to it. I don't really, I really care. I, I know I knew it was funny. I just, cause, cause I know Paige, I used to train with her a lot and um, yeah. I just know how, how she works and, you know, it's about getting attention and making her money and also because she's obviously, as we all know, she is not the best fighter ever. She could be exciting here and there. And then also because she's just really pretty, you know, and um, she puts her value at a lot higher than what it is, but it, it's more valuable. She's more valuable as a sex symbol and like doing yeah. other stuff, not as a fighter. As a fighter, there's no, there's nothing. Um, she did like this huge like call out thinking that, you know, she's gonna, you know, piss Macy Barber off even more by not giving her attention. She went and tagged all the strawweight and flyweight division, um, just besides Macy Barber, which I don't even know why she, why she even like uh, tagged any of the strawweight fighters because, in my opinion, she'll never make strawweights again, especially mm -hmm. after getting her boob job. Um, second, I was like, she was like pretty much like a child when she was a fighting a strawweight. She's mm -hmm. like, no, nah, I was a woman's body and. I just don't see her making that, but anyway, she made the mistake of, of tagging me of all people because we used to be training partners, so everybody else had to make a comment about it, and she wouldn't delete it. She wrote five of the ones that she liked. She kept deleting my mind over, and I was like, dude, girl, I was like, man, I, you know, we know each other. I was like, we both know exactly what would happen if we fought. I was like, you could do your own thing, and I, I do my own thing because we're in a whole different path. I'm on my path to be one of the greatest ever, a real fun fighter a real martial artist i excuse my language not what you're doing you just wants to be an instagram model you want to fight here get attention make money that way good for you good for you stay there stay in your lane mm. but don't call real fighters and out and then when they want to reply to your message delete their comments and so she was like kind of doing that kind of stuff for me so i got really irritated about that and um um we'll just see what she has to say and we'll just you know we happen to be at the same UFC event, if it ever happens again, just because she's got one fight left. And next thing I know, I'm pretty sure she's going to go to Bellator. So I'm not even sure she's going to be able to walk around the same platform that I'm going to continue fighting for anyways. Uh, but it, it, I don't understand Macy's barber. I mean, I understand because it's getting understand, but like Macy, I'm like, it would mean nothing to beat Paige Van Zandt. It'd be worthless. I wouldn't be proud about having my resume uh, uh, like having Paige Van Zandt as somebody I beat, I would rather have the baddest bitches on my resume. Not Paige Van Zandt, I could care less. I was like, the only reason I would is to slap you around because you're saying some dumb shit. But other than that, just stay in your lane. And that's why I say, like, Macy Barber, I don't, you're just wasting your time. You're not going to prove anything. I was like, beating Paige Van Zandt, it, that's not going to prove that you're a great fighter because Paige Van Zandt sucks at fighting. So... Um, that's how I feel about that. At first, I didn't care at all. I was like, do what you guys got to do. Sell your fight, get your attention. Different weight class, I don't care, you know. Um, but as soon as you start putting my name in there and not, you know, taking into account my reply, making it seem like I'm not saying anything, I don't, I don't like that. So, yeah, that's my take on that. 
Well, you know, on December 7th, you get to go back in the cage. And you get to smack some people around. UFC on ESPN 7. Washington, D.C., thank you, Cynthia, you know, for the time. And uh, good luck on the fight and good luck on the rest of the year. And happy holidays. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.